you gore fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how's it going man it's good how you doing uh really good you know it's been a fun week good um uh, what what happened well i mean well we got a uh we got a cat um yeah. baron von kitty uh cat from dimension z i forget if we talk i think uh yeah I we did because you got baron the meow oh that's right yeah so yeah you guys already know about baron he's doing great though still he's like coming around to the other cats a lot better um i got one of i got my uh stimmy of spinguli shirt in the mail (laughs) i saw it glows in the dark that's cool oh yeah immediately i just go in because that was the day that like liz went up to like go see her friend so i had the house alone and so yeah i was just like went right into the bathroom and stood in the dark i was like oh it glows (laughs) that's awesome I got I got a new horror shirt, kind of. Oh, nice! I ordered a Plan Nine one, which is like the old cover, like it's just pretty much all over front print. I was, I was excited. I can't wait for that to show up. Oh, that's awesome! I have uh, I'm actually wearing my Plan Nine shirt right now. Oh, good. See, so now um, I feel like I copied you. Is it the big one with the classic cover? Yeah. Okay, I think I have the exact same one. <laughs> oh God, I ought to not wear it. Like well, there's we like to, I think when we all only... went to the Friday the Thirteenth filming places, we both almost wore Jason shirts. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they were 100 percent like, yeah, we know why you're here. <laughs> yeah, we went to the restaurant to eat, and they thought we were just coming to take pictures. Like, oh, you're actually eating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were just going to let us go in and yeah, just take pictures. But yeah. was was it episode like four or something that I think we talked about our trip? Yeah. If you want to hear about that, jump back there. Yeah. This week is a good one. Yeah, The Devil's Rejects from 2005, written, directed, and co-produced by Rob Zombie. So there's a semi-Ed Wood trifecta going on. I'd give it to him. I, I let's say he has him. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to minorly correct myself. I didn't make the mistake, but it could have come across as the mistake. Last week at the end of the episode when I announced we were doing Devil's Rejects, I said a first from this director. I did not mean this was his first movie. I meant a first for us covering him. So, yeah, his yeah, anyone first, getting on my shit, that's what I meant. Yeah, the first Rob Zombie film that we've covered. That we're doing, yeah, not that he did. Right. Which um to just real quick go off of because how this kind of this family kind of became like a trilogy of movies is really interesting because every yeah, movie the, the is Firefly trilogy. Yeah. Every movie's pretty different. Where like House of Thousand Corpses is definitely more of a haunted house type of movie i would say of like it's more creepy and spooky this one reminds you of like henry portrait of a serial killer or like one of those like real just gritty like fucked movies and then yeah, the third the first one... one oh go ahead sorry oh and the third one i like the first half like all the jail stuff was a lot of fun after they got out of jail i was kind of like meh but it's still worth checking out i think well, the third one has a reason for it that I can't hold against it, but it's very apparent, which I know this isn't about three from hell, but I'll just say like Sid Haig dying and he did get to film the beginning, but really kind of left a hole in that movie, if you ask me. Yeah, because I like the um, I forget who the guy is that they had come in, not replace Captain Spaulding, but like but he's kind of take that third. Spot. 
Yeah. He he was good, but um yeah, he's just no Sid Haig. Yeah. And but, I I get it, but that's my downfall that one. Um the first one, House of a Thousand Corpses kind of plays with a little more supernatural stuff, not exactly, but touches like kind of flirts with it a little more than this one. And this one they kind of shoo it away like uh that really wasn't going on. Yeah, like in this one, there's no Dr. Satan, even though they did film a scene of Dr. Satan for this movie where Rosario Dawson got killed by him. And if you ever watch that deleted scene, though, it's still tying it back to reality a little more. It's him in a hospital, but he's just like a weird fucking guy. But like, it's not, you know what I mean? Well, they, they, they pull the supernatural out of it. He also still had those, like, skin flaps, like, in between his mouth, where, like, his mouth doesn't open. Like, you know that scene in The Matrix when, like, Neo's mouth, like, grows shut? Yeah. Yeah, he still has, like, those skin things like that. So, yeah, they were trying to make it as, like, real world as possible. But I agree with Rob Zombie's, like, choice to not put Dr. Satan in this movie. Because I think it would have been totally like, oh, what the fuck? Like, having Tiny in it is almost hard enough but you could just say well he got burnt that's why he looks like that you know yeah this is this i think is the my favorite oh i know this is my favorite of the three yeah without a doubt i go between if this is my favorite or if house of a thousand corpses is my favorite because i love that house of a thousand corpses takes place during halloween yeah it's just it's 100 percent like you know, October 31st, Halloween. Like, that's on the screen. <laughs> also, like, I think this is the one where it was really Rob Zombie. Okay, prove yourself. Because I remember when House of a Thousand Corpses came out. Because I, I knew Rob Zombie. And I'm like, oh, Rob Zombie did a horror movie. Right. I will check that out because it's Rob Zombie. This one, it's okay. You had your novelty fans come in and check it out. Can you really do it now? And he really did. He's a legitimate bona fide horror director, not just oh, he. It's not Danzig and Veronica, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, like there's there's a big difference. Whenever um I heard like the very first rumblings of Danzig is making a movie, the first thing I thought was this is going to be awesome. Danzig's a big like rock horror guy. So is Rob Zombie. So Danzig's going to be making like his version of like Rob Zombie mo- movies. That's going to be cool. Yeah, that's what I, I think didn't. everyone thought. Because, but then you realize that no, Rob Zombie's just actually pretty exceptional with it. He's not the standard. Yeah, no, that Danzig was like, Meh, and then he looked over to his right, and Tommy Wiseau's just sitting there counting his room money, and he's like, "Oh, look at him!" Oh, hi, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, oh, hi, Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you already said um, Rob Zombie gets the trifecta. Yes, it's from two thousand five, and this is episode twenty seven. Nice. All right. So let's and, kick uh, it in. Oh, well, the first thing we always talk about is like the title cards, which yes. this one is oh, like. Wait, I... No, the first thing we have to. I'm sorry. But the first thing we have to talk about is that I made it about 10 minutes into this fucking movie and realized I was watching a Spanish version. Oh, yeah. Well, it did, doesn't it take place in Texas? So that's exactly. Don't you like um, when I did the where streaming last week, if you remember, I said Pluto TV. Right. Apparently, Pluto TV was only streaming the Spanish version. Oh, okay. And so I turned it on, and I knew it took place in Texas, and they're all speaking Spanish. I'm like, I don't remember them speaking Spanish here. 
Yeah, I don't remember this much of the movie being Spanish. <laughs> and it, it, once the family, we got to the family and they started speaking Spanish, I'm like, oh no, I've made a mistake and I sent you that video and then I, I couldn't find my copy. I know I have one, but I ended up renting it off Amazon. Oh really? Yeah, I was going to say I was I saw the Pluto TV one, but then I was like I have my copy of the DVD I've had since like middle school. So I dug that thing out. Yeah. And then also was hoping God let the ha have the discs still be in here and not have it be back when like I really didn't care where my discs went and it's just in some random one. It's stacked underneath another disc in another case that you will never find. Yeah, like, how many times I found, like, because I have, like, those, like, Beavs and Butthead, like, box sets, and I used to watch those all the time when I was little. I still do, but um, I find those DVDs in random cases all the time. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just wanted to complain about my my Spanish rejects. Um, <laughs> what were you saying about the title card? Well, it's not first, it's not first things first is the title card, but I do love that, like, 70s, almost, like, splash title card where it's just freeze frames on a scene and it comes up and that's also like throughout the entire credits in the beginning it would yeah. just randomly freeze which sometimes is hilarious the faces people are making oh yeah it's it's weird weird how you said like that 70s homage because it takes place then i always forget every time i go to watch any of these three movies there's a time piece though like that it's based in the 70s for some reason i always forget it until i start watching them and but i also love that like rob zombie seems like that really fits his style because it's just especially for this movie because it just seemed you want to take a bath afterwards everyone's oh, yeah. so dirty like everything's covered in filth oh yeah it it's grimy dusty just nasty like, like dirty blood on people the whole time it's very, very gross, just aesthetically. Do you know he had to fight the MPAA for the rated R? No, well, I would definitely say with this, I could see where this one would be a rated X or NC-17 or something. Yeah, it, it originally got an NC-17. He had to cut some stuff out. I believe stuff from the hotel room scene got cut. Which, I mean, honestly, if they're, thank God, because I love this movie, but that hotel, they spend so much time in that hotel room. <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's, We'll get there when we get there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you get the whole steel guitar crime scene photos and everything, like, and kind of recap it to where the point you almost don't need to see the first one. You just kind of need yeah. that real quick recap and you're good to go. I agree. And it's I totally agree with that, where it's like it helps to watch the first one, but you don't need to at all. Like this movie resets up all the characters again. Yeah. The only confusing part might be tiny. Yeah, where you'll be like, who is this? And, like, why does he look like this? Yeah. You do see him for a minute at the beginning, because he's dragging a naked dead girl through the woods. And I don't believe that's anyone from the first movie, right? It's just another random victim. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just a random victim. But also, that scene takes so long. Where he's dragging her through the woods for what seems like ten minutes. If I'm being honest, it's probably about twenty seconds, which is long for a scene like that. Yeah, but it's it's extremely creepy. I want to give a shout out too to Matthew Ma, uh fuck, Matthew McGrory. Yeah, um, McGrory, yeah. Yeah, who played Tiny. He was also um a Howard Stern whackpacker. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was like um he was the original Bigfoot. Oh, okay. I know he was one of those guys when a movie needed a giant, he was there. Yeah, which I've um 
like heard him talk on like Howard and whatnot, like watching his old interviews and like his old like trips to the studio. And like he definitely has that like that real deep voice that a lot of like the really tall guys have. But he yeah. was like really entertaining and really funny. Yeah, he he ended up dying uh, before the release, I think. Yeah, which what was it of? I wonder if it's because of his like gigantism. I guess it would be called. Um, I think I think it's giantism. I don't know, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's why or not. I'm not sure yeah. either. But yeah, he's um, great in this. Yeah, um, and he sees the cops go into the farm when he's in the woods, and that smartly is the last time we see Tiny for a long time because you completely forget about him. Yeah, which um really like at the very end, well, like just to jump around and 100% spoilers for this movie. Oh yeah, well, out. you guys should know, and I won't say next week's really the only time it's gonna matter where we give you a spoiler warning. Right. But yeah, we're talking about these old movies. They're obviously all spoilers. God, how so? What this is a what sixteen year old movie now? Yes, Jesus, 16 years old. Jesus fucking Christ! I remember. I remember when it was new. <laughs> yeah, I remember when this was new because, like, I remember getting it on DVD, and when we're I, this is when I lived in West Virginia, and um, my uh, I had, used to have like this playhouse, but it was like this really old, like little travel trailer. Yeah, like a single person travel trailer type thing that my parents parked in the woods for me to be like, "That's your place." Why does and this I sound just, like the most West Virginia thing in the world? Oh, 100%. We're like, <laughs> oh, oh, thanks, Ma and Paul. You got me a travel trailer for me to go vacation in down in the woods. It's 100%, yes. But that thing was so much fun. Um, but I would take movies down there all the time to watch and spend the night in it constantly. Well, I remember this movie specifically because it's also tied to the first time I ever smoked a cigarette. Oh, really? Which I think really, uh, it's very fitting for this movie because this movie smells like cigarettes. Like you put it in your DVD player and it just automatically like just starts puffing out to put like nicotine. <laughs> this movie smells like cigarettes, like stale cigarettes is actually a pretty good representation of this movie. And I love this movie, I should say. But yes. yeah. But yeah, this movie was tied to the very first time I ever smoked a cigarette. And I remember being like, this is horrible. And I've, like, based my entire night around, I got a hold of two cigarettes, and I wanted to smoke them, and now they're gone, so now what? And, oh, yeah. fuck, now I smell like cigarettes, and I have to go home. <laughs> you have to sneak in when they're asleep and shower. Yeah, really quick. <laughs> um. So, yeah, the cops are heading towards the farm, and I love the wake-up scene of everybody, like, when all the cops are outside, because Otis is just sleeping next to a fucking corpse. Yeah, he's snuggling a dead body. <laughs> yeah, which is the most Otis thing for all three of these movies that you could possibly have. Uh, this is definitely Otis at his most fucked up, I would say. This movie? This movie. Oh yeah, 100%. Because uh, House, he's very—he's pretty fucked up in House. This one, he's like way over the top. By the time Three from Hell comes along, it almost seems like he's kind of over most of it, and he's mellowed out like in prison. Yeah, um, hats off to Mosley. This performance oh. is great. Yeah, with uh, between him and Sid Haig, Sherry Moon Zombie is decent, but it's also it's like it's Rob Zombie's wife, and I she's I, in everything. I give her credit though. Yeah, she's in every fucking Rob Zombie movie, which is neither here nor there. But I think this is her shining role as baby, like because she really gets the I'm fucking evil 
but like cute and innocent weird. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. compared to the other two. No. So it's it's weird. I would say my favorite um portrayal that she did of Baby was in Three from Hell. Because Baby is definitely the f- most fucked up of the th- of them in that movie. She's the only one that you so- stop and go, does she know she's doing fucked up shit? Like, yeah. the whole time. At that point, I think she's just gone even more batshit crazy, where she has no grip on reality whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, but she's the one where I'm like, I don't know if she knows how fucked up she is. Oh, no way. Um, But yeah, they're, they're all waking up and the cops, you know, this is the police, yada yada, come out. Um, and then they all fucking put on Iron Man Mark One suits, pretty much from the first Iron Man movie that Tony Stark builds in the cave. Oh, I totally caught that too. This time watching it around, I know I was like, "Oh, it's that cave Iron Man." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what they all put on with the metal thing, like armor that they fashioned. Oh, wouldn't that be great if like they had like the boosters as well? So like while the cops are shooting up the house, you just see like the three or four of them or whatever go shooting through the roof, like in their Iron Man suits, and the cops are like, "Well, fuck." That's amazing, but I would hate it. Oh yeah, that would totally take you out of it. But I would love to see like a deleted scene or like a fan thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you thought that same thing too, though. Um, so there's the whole shootout. The cops come in. And who's this guy who dies? Uh, that's, it's one of the other brothers or whatever, but he was more, um, he's the tow truck guy from the very first one. Oh, okay. I the didn't... guy with, like, the bare head on top of his head. <laughs> that's right, because I don't think he had any fucking lines in this one. I'm like, which one's that that's dead? No, I think he was, if it, he has any lines, is he was just, like, ready. Or something like that. That's it. This reminds me... That whole first movie in the beginning of this one still remind me of Texas Chainsaw. Oh, very much so. And especially when they're like, well, they basically do the, on this day, uh, tragedy we struck for youths. You know, they basically did that at the very beginning. Yeah. Um, the Mama Firefly is recast in this movie, too, we should mention. Oh, uh, is she? I'm pretty sure that's a different actress. I think... In the first one, I think it's that lady from Legally Blonde and all those movies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because she gets, um, yeah, because I'm looking at the uh, letterbox right now for her. Yeah, and it's just for um, Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I think, yeah, she was recast in this one. Yeah, Leslie, but, I mean, uh, Leslie Easterbrook, who was in all of the Police Academy movies. Yeah, her. Um, But she goes to shoot herself because she, the guy we said died and the others are escaping her bun her bun is uh, her gun is out of ammo and they get her and that's another uh it's another great like scene switch that rob zombie does in this movie of like that freeze frames and then the music kicks in oh you get some almond brothers playing and them running through like the cricks and nasty like road out and everything like that yeah it's great running by their cages of cheerleaders that they have in the basement for some reason all they do is take cheerleaders yeah they do take a lot of cheerleaders i'm like so this is just 100 percent normal to them they're just running past cages of still alive people yeah and i love like babies like kicking at the cages like almost like stop it like you're being annoying (laughs) yeah this escape scene we should mention the fourth main character in this movie you have Spalding, Baby, Otis, and Sherry Moon Zombie's ass. Oh yeah, uh, constantly. Rob Zombie, which you have to 
look at him be like he loves his wife to death because yeah. he like yeah her ass is like is the fourth star of this movie yeah it's it's in like eight scenes so yeah they they all escape the as we mentioned Sherry Moon Zombie's ass and then they bait this car and oh by the way the kill count in this movie is fucking insane oh that i got to say yeah keeping up with this i was trying to like a little bit keep count but that was like i'm not gonna be able to pay attention to the movie if i'm trying to do both <laughs> i have tally marks on the side of my page every time i see one i just put a tally down yeah you just have a clicker it's just like click click oh that's a good click, idea click, click, i should click, get a clicker and just wear it when i do these yeah <laughs> but yeah they bait this car like share not sherry uh, we're we're getting our whole frank zito yeah <laughs> going again just for <laughs> uh baby's laying in the road uh this lady stops to help her and they kill her and take the car Another reason you never stop to help anybody. Keep going. <laughs> or if you do, you yell out from the car like the window just cracked. Are you okay? But also, I want to know where Otis comes from because there's like they're out in the middle of a field. So he's I, laying in the. It shows him he's laying in the weeds, like okay. grass and everything there. Because I just like the thought of like the um like tree line is like fifty feet away. So as soon as she gets out, he's just sprinting like no, as fast as he can. <laughs> no, he's laying down in the tall weeds and everything. Okay. Um, yeah, that's and, what I think. Didn't it? Um, what does she have? Of uh, fuck, it's one of those like uh Griswold family like cars. Oh, you know you're asking the wrong guy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Rob. Uh, yeah, Rob. <laughs> Um, and so the, the cops are investigating the house, which that is a, a horror movie in itself is the cops whose job it is to catalog all this evidence in this place. Well, cause he keeps doing like little like snapshots of everything and you'll see like a refrigerator with like eight decaying heads. And then they're like bodies are piled up under the floorboards and it shows you the bodies under the floorboards and they're like gray and green and like puffy and yeah they also talk about like a mass grave out back like um what's that rub zombie song house of a thousand corpses found boiled like fingers and tea kettles and stuff like that that's a nightmare to catalog all that evidence oh yeah it's very it's very john wayne gacy or like dahmer where it's yeah. like gacy kept his victim victims under the floorboards dahmer had heads in the uh refrigerator like yeah, and of course, I, I'm going to call bullshit out of all that stuff. The first thing you look at is a photo album, but okay. Um, yeah. The sheriff looks through a photo album and sees Spalding. He's like, fuck, I know this clown. And immediately I thought back to, like, those kids in high school who would, like, do, like, dumb shit, but then take pictures of it and post it on, like, Facebook, and then they get in trouble be like, why do I get in trouble? Because you're taking pictures. Why are they taking Polaroids for albums? Oh, they're sentimental. This is just they regular are, family shit for them. It's not crime to them. They are very oddly sentimental and, like, very tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's still a thing. That's not even back when we were in high school. Kids can't do something stupid and just let it happen. It has to be posted. Oh, no. Now it's like TikTok, which I don't know how many times I've been flipping around and there's like obvious high schoolers videotaping themselves, like doing like extremely illegal shit. And I'm just like, man, you're going to get caught. Yeah, not my problem. Have fun, kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we cut to after they find the Spalding pictures, we get one of. Captain Spaulding has so many great scenes in this movie, but this yeah. is just one of them. He's getting it on with a very good-looking lady. They're having sex. Um, he's in full clown makeup. Wait, he is, right? 
Oh, uh, yeah, he's in full clown makeup, yeah. Okay, and they're getting it on, and they finish up, and she pulls a gun on him, and, you know, you guys have seen Which, the movie. I'm pretty and, sure um this, the uh, actress who is riding Captain Spaulding is Ginger Lynn, who is, like, a famous porn star from, like, the 80s and 90s. Oh, I'm not sure, but that's very possible, because there's... Like, Almost every extra is a is a person, if you know what I mean, in this movie. Right. Of which, um, it always I never knew this joke when I was little, but um when I was in elementary school I got a ferret and I named her Ginger because I love Gilligan's Island. Yeah. And my dad would always call her Ginger Lynn and my mom would give her a look. Or give him oh. a look. And I never understood why. It's because he was referencing a porn star to his like seven year old kid. <laughs> That's awesome. I love my dad. <laughs> uh, in the nightmare, this well, we don't know it's a nightmare yet, but she shoots him. He wakes up next to this... How do I put this, Brett? A, a walrus? <laughs> no, not to us. A much, not a, a, like I said, not talking shit, but a much right. larger girl than the one who was riding him, not yes. porn star well, looking. And she's, she's like, definitely done up to look terrible, because she's like dirty, her yeah, hair is everywhere. She's, she's made to look bad. Yeah. And she goes, what, did you have a nightmare? And the line that I fucking love, uh, 50-50. 50-50. It's like, well, yeah, God. <laughs> he got shot, but he had sex, so he's happy. Which I love that like, she's all over him, and he's like, hey, didn't I give you enough, enough ass fucking last night? And she's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like running away in his tidy whities into the bathroom. His shit-stained tidy whities that she's grabbing at. <laughs> That's what I mean. This movie is so disgusting, not even, like, in the things that are done, which those are too, but, like, just the set design and costumes and makeup, it's all yeah. gross. Even where, um, like, where Captain Spaulding's running away from her and is, like, shit-stained tidy-whities and he goes into the bathroom, you just see that it's, like, plastered with, like, porn that's been torn out of magazines. Yeah, everything in this movie is fucking disgusting. Like, you're gonna <laughs> touch something and catch something. Like, this is where, like, th it's not, but this is where coronavirus came from. But, like, coronavirus would go in there and be like, I'm fucking scared. Yeah, I'm out. I yeah. need a mask. <laughs> but they're all excited because his new commercial for his little oddity sideshow place is coming on, and it's interrupted by the breaking news, but it's the breaking news about the Firefly family, and Baby calls him, and he's Baby's dad. Yes. And says, they're coming for you, you gotta move, they pick a meet-up place, you know. Which and I then, the entire time oh, that woman, that the entire time that woman's like, Poopy, where are you going? And he's like, get away from me, woman! <laughs> where are we going? We ain't going anywhere! I'm going! <laughs> <laughs> I love when he, like, goes pulling away, too, like, he, like, leaves a cloud of dust, and she just kind of goes like, and goes like back in the house. <laughs> Spalding was his national treasure, like uh, Sid Haig. Oh, he's so great. I got to talk to him one time. He's a really nice dude. No way. Yeah, he was at a con I was at. I ran into him on accident, because his line was huge. I didn't, I wasn't staying for too long, so I didn't stand in it. But he was walking past me, I guess, through the floor, he had to leave for something. Mm -hmm. And he said, excuse me, and I moved. I'm like, oh, said, hey, oh, how you doing? And I'm like, good. He got, I'm like, big fan. He's like, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Talk to me for like, I wasn't at his table for like, maybe, if I'm being honest, like 20 seconds, but right. out of his way to do so. But it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, well, like yeah, he, there, there's so many of those guys that like, 
you would like bump into them and they'd almost be like, get the fuck out of my way. It's yeah. good to hear that he was like, hey, man, and even the fact that he took 20 seconds away to talk, that's a long time for a person like that, especially at a con. Where, where they, they have a line of people to talk to And they to can't them. stand a place for too long because everyone will start mobbing them. Yeah, so he, he was a really nice dude. I, I had nothing bad to say about meeting him. I really wish I would have gotten to meet him. Like, that's a, uh, I don't know, that's one of those things looking back, like, I wish I got to see Motorhead, you know? Yeah, me too. I had the chance to see Motorhead, and I, I lost. I kicked myself for that all the time. But... Also, just a little side note. Did you see the news that came out about Lemmy? What? No. Um, Lemmy had his ashes put into bullets, who were, which was then given to his closest friends. You know what? I did see that, and that's metal as fuck. That is the coolest fucking thing. <laughs> Lemmy! Don't fire that bullet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> The so yeah the break where we go he left okay this then we get the brothel scene right yeah is this where um uh, was it uh fuck Michael Berryman is talking to uh is it a uh, William oh fuck who is it he's from Ken Forey from Dawn of the Dead yeah yeah exactly um I'll be honest the one thing I would put strikes against this movie is they have a lot of scenes that should have been deleted scenes on the disc. Yeah, there's definitely, or like, um, but they're so good, which like the story and Michael Berryman stuff, uh, the only reason I can see that they would keep it in is that they were like, these guys are so great together. Like, oh, yeah, like, this scene especially has, the one later where they're getting the chickens is... I am no chicken fucker! <laughs> <laughs> but this one, like, the highlight is the, the one Hooker talking about, like, I think about doing some Star Wars shit, however, wants to fuck Princess Leia, like, no, there are the freaky robots running around, like, they're called droids! Yeah, they call him droids, boss. <laughs> Do you know who uh, Candy the hooker is? Uh, she. I'm trying. Let me see here. Elizabeth Daly. Where do I know her from? It's gonna blow your mind when you think of it because it's not a role you'd connect. I'm not sure. She's Dottie from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> isn't that fucking wild? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I was looking through the IMDb, like seeing where I knew some of these people from. She's hilarious in this movie, too, where, like, I love, like, Ken Forey, Charlie, calls her downstairs, and he's like, babe, what's going on here? Like, you made, like, no money last night because they work at a brothel, and she's like, I don't know what to tell you, boss. All these fucking farmers want a quickie hand job, and they, oh, 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 ten dollar. Yeah. Her delivery is so hilarious. I get why he kept them in these scenes in because they are funny. Like especially all these people are magic together. These like basically extras. Yeah. But also, I'm like, we really could have cut down the runtime. But I also love that they kept it in there because it it's character developing. Like later on, when it's like the band at the uh, hotel, when there's like several, there's a few different scenes of them just kind of getting their room ready and whatnot before yeah. anything happens and i love that because it kind of shows you the dynamic that they're already that's kind of in their group you know i get it i'd rather the character development get left for the mains but i get it like i said i'm not folding it but i'm just I... saying i'm surprised they weren't cut scenes right oh yeah i completely agree um but then well you know what every oh yeah like times you're saying you're actually following this beat for beat because that handy scene was right there, and the band at the hotel scene is right here. Yes. So, also, 
fucking Brian Posehn. Oh yeah, that was um before like I knew um like all these different like Bill Mosley, Ken Forey, you know, Michael Berryman, like these horror guys that are like PJ Souls is in this movie. He's yeah. the very first one I ever went and go, I recognize him. Yeah. Yeah, see Ed Posehn in this is great. It's very much like Rain Wilson in House. Like Yeah. Kind of more of a comedic actor, but who likes horror shit in a horror movie. Which a little behind the scenes of this, because I remember like years ago watching like because the DVD came with all kinds of extras. So like I poured through all that. And um later was on the DVD, the dual disc one where like one side was a CD and the other was the DVD. Well, I know it is a dual disc one. I'm not sure if if I if I've had a CD this whole time and not known about it, I'm gonna need to now find a CD. I think player. the one side's the soundtrack. Oh, that's cool. Is that Educated Horses? I think no, it's no, just the soundtrack for the movie. Oh, okay. But yeah, I love that. Uh, well, yeah, that's what it was. Brian Posehn was saying like he lo- was having such a great time on the set that like later on when he's like laying there on the couch dead. That's still actually Brian Posehn. They were like, we can make a dummy so you can like go home. You don't have to stay here for the next couple days while you just lay in the background of scenes. He's like, no, I want to. You know, it's funny. Have you ever watched a movie on Prime and you pause it? And it has that actually cool feature where it shows everyone in the scene at the bottom if you pause it. Yeah. It was long after he was dead and I paused it in a hotel room scene. And you like just see the body slumped over in the corner. And it still says Brian Posehn. <laughs> in his greatest role ever. <laughs> But yeah, we get this whole family band, like, Brian Posehn's the roadie, and yeah, they're basically the worst off people in this entire movie. Yeah, they're talk- They're all just talking about, we're like, I guess the night before they had been at a bar, and the one, uh, the one guy's wife got on a mechanical bull, and I love when he's like, one titty was flapping this way, the other titty was flapping that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby starts She's putting like, the moves. My titties don't flap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the baby's putting the moves on the old guy when he's by himself for a minute, and he's the weirdest, old school, most bashful, but still kind of horny old guy that there is. And I love how he immediately brings up, like, I met Johnny Cash, shook his hand once. <laughs> uh, to be fair, if I shook Johnny Cash's hand, I would bring that up to everyone as soon as I met them. As a yes, Brett Peterson shook Johnny Cash's hand with this hand right here. <laughs> yes. What are your job qualifications? Shook Johnny Cash's hand once. Hired. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I love how he's like, yeah, they're going back and forth, and he's definitely like being like real like bashful and whatnot. And then it was basically she's basically like, I'm gonna take you back to your room and fuck you. And he's like, Well, my wife's in that room. <laughs> yeah. How does she get him back to that room? Oh, doesn't Otis shows up and basically she's like, forces um, him back to the room. Yeah, she's like, "Are you going to take me back to your uh, back to your room and play with me, or is my brother going to have to shoot your uh, your fucking teeth out of your mouth?" <laughs> yeah, huh? And then Otis is there. Um, then yeah, they're all in the room. There's terror. You know exactly how you would react if two mad people just broke into your room with guns drawn. Yeah, and so they have this band. Let me see. It's two couples, it's the old guy, uh, Roy, and his wife, and then the young guy and his wife. And uh, it then... looks like Roy and Gloria are the older ones. Okay, I don't even know if we get the names of the two younger ones. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think it's Wendy and Adam. I'm showing on... 
Wendy's one it, of them. You're yeah. right. Well, yeah, Wendy's one because it's Wendy Banjo and Adam Banjo are their last names. Oh, okay. And then Jimmy's at the gas station, Brian Posehn's character. That's important because they're like, they get everyone on the bed. It's like, is anyone else fucking here? Is this everyone? Yes. Then there's a knock on the door and it's uh, Jimmy. And they're like, who's that? Oh, that's Jimmy. He, he's a roadie. I forgot about him. Which, what's he say? He's like, I, I forget what he says, but he's like, I got some of those pickled flavor corn nuggets you wanted. Or it's something yeah. real weird like that. He's just this little simpleton who's happy character. You know, one of those kind. Well, I love, too, like, earlier on, it's another one of those things where, it's like, it probably should have been cut from the movie, but it's character building, and it's so funny, is when him and Roy are talking about, like, he wants to be a rodeo clown, and he's like, Roy's like, I don't think you have what it takes to be a clown. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, dog's like me. A horse is just a big dog. Yeah. <laughs> and you just give him these looks, like, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Um, then Jimmy comes in and gets shot right away. Yeah, immediately killed. <laughs> um, by the way, this must be the most empty fucking hotel on the planet, because not even counting the gunshot, but the screaming and everything like that, no one hears this. Yeah, no one's coming to investigate. Like, I know when my neighbor, like, I'm staying in a hotel room and, like, the other people's TV is too loud. I'm, like, annoyed. I couldn't imagine, like, multiple gunshots, they're screaming bloody murder. <laughs> Oh, yeah. that. So I'm guessing they have this hotel to themselves, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I would have to say so. Um, but yeah, Jimmy's dead, and that's pretty much it till later. Because Spalding, another one of his classic moments where he he's driving, his truck runs out of gas. He gets out, sees his mom and his little boy going, getting into the car. And the boy's like, Mom, a clown. And what I love she's you? like, yes, a clown. Very good. <laughs> She turns around and says, like, I'm going to need your car for official clown business that supersedes any plans you had for this vehicle. Which, do you know who that actress was? Oh, fuck, I do, I do. I just was thinking about this yesterday while I was looking shit up, but now I don't remember. I, like, totally love her in that Halloween movie. <laughs> when oh, she got her book, right. she got yep. her math book, and she got her geometry book, and then, why do you forget your books? I forget my books all the time. You don't need oh, your book. yeah. books. Books, books, the, books, books, books. <laughs> the rambling girl who's, um, the one who died is with the headstone on her, the boyfriend gets stabbed to the wall, and Mike yeah. Myers dresses as a ghost, right? Yeah. I think okay. she's also great in a Rock and Roll High School with the Ramones. Yeah. That's probably my favorite role of hers. You don't like rambling about books nonsensically? Like, I do want that Fright Rags has a shirt where it's just her face and it says totally under it. I want that shirt so bad. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Um, but then he headbutts her and gets in the car, but the boy's already in the car. And the, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the Spalding line for this movie would be. It's a toss-up between this and one later on. And I think I have to get to the one later on, but still... Everyone knows this line. It's one of those classic horror movie ones. What's yeah. the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Don't you think we're fucking funny? You know, everyone knows it. Don't we make it. you laugh? Aren't we fucking funny? <laughs> everyone knows to the point. I still see this memed today, like this one. I saw one, like, where people's accounts get Facebook accounts being suspended for memes. Like, what's the matter, Zuck? Don't you like memes? Don't you think they're fucking funny? Like, things yeah. like that. I literally saw that yesterday. So, like, it's still a big thing, this one. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's one of the big lines of the movie that, like, people remember. Yeah. I love, too, um, where he's like, I'm going to give you five seconds. 
you're you're gonna get out of this car and i'm gonna come back and if you don't say why you don't like clowns i'm gonna kill you and your whole fucking family now get on get 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 <laughs> go on get that's that's the most texas part of this movie saying that oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you remember that picture that was floating around a while ago where it was like the texorcist <laughs> instead of the priest it was a cowboy talking to the dude like go on get yeah yeah with the pea soup coming out of her mouth yeah <laughs> But, um, so yeah, he gets the car, takes off, and it cuts to, here's the thing, any of these Bonnie and Clyde on the run from the law movies, you really, no matter how terrible the people are, find yourself rooting for the people getting away, you know what I mean? Right. This yes, the anti-heroes completely. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this whole hotel scene is designed so, hey, don't do that with this one. Yeah, remember, these are terrible, terrible people don't go on their side. But I also find myself like 10 minutes after the hotel scene going, these people are fun because that's the fucking ice cream scene. Yeah. Th they don't keep up with that consistency. But yeah, for this part, you're like, these are all pieces of shit and oh, should all be yeah. killed. This is definitely like on the level of, like I said earlier, like Henry portrait of a serial killer where it almost seems like you're not supposed to be watching this. Like it's almost illegal to be having to watch this shit. <laughs> yeah. It's disturbing. And when I say I love this movie, that doesn't mean I think this whole movie's fun and games. Like, it is, this scene disturbs me, too. It, it, Like we said, sometimes that's good because it reminds us we're not completely desensitized to everything. Yeah. But yeah, this one definitely is one of those. This whole but hotel. This, it, this scene definitely does need to be in the movie, though, I would say, because it establishes them again of these are fucking terrible people. Yeah, they might joke around with each other and they like, I guess they love each other. Kinda, but yeah, you have to remember, like, oh no, these are like brutal, brutal, like fucking cheerleader killers. <laughs> yeah, like this, this is what it does. Um, I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. No, like, I don't. If want you've to. seen the movie, you know about the whole take your clothes off, gun being put everywhere scene. Yeah, but um, but I do want to mention a line later, like when Otis takes um Roy and uh fuck um Adam. Oh, we'll cover that, the there's a fucking amazing line, I think I know what you're talking about. Where, where he's like, Sid hit, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh fuck, um, Mosley. Otis is sniffing the gun, and he's like, I hope your wife's pussy juices doesn't rust out my gun, and I'm just like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, but let's, you know, fucked up there, that's not the one I was thinking of, actually, but yes. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it's it's completely just that they're doing that thing of like we control you, you do everything we want to is basically what the scene is. Oh, saying. it's all psychological and physical, but mainly like the important thing it's the psychological torture going oh, on. Oh yeah. Here. Um, and they see on the TV that they've been dubbed the Devil's Rejects. That's important, right? I guess. Um, so Otis ends up leaving with the guys, and Baby stays with the girls. Remember, uh, Spalding hasn't met up with them yet, right? And that's it cuts away to the mama firefly interrogation yeah which um she is uh as much as i want to say like sid haig bill mosley and sherry moon are like all great in this movie she is gone like batshit crazy oh yeah like this is one of those ones like where i was talking about scenes that could have been cut at first i was gonna bring this up i'm like no you need this scene in there also as much as we said you don't really need to see house this is the one connection where you find out about his brother, the sheriffs, and everything was the cop from the first one. Yeah, where it's, um, yeah, it really is tied in really well with House, but 
in like you said earlier, in a way where you don't have to see it, but if you do, it adds so much more. Yeah, where you'd almost think House came out later as a prequel. Right. But yeah, that's... You find out a lot about her, like, the family's obsession with Satan, that she was a hooker for a while, um, all And also stuff. their, like, obsession, obsession with, like, Groucho Marx and the Marx Brothers. Okay, yeah. Let, let's talk about that for a second. Oh, the 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 scene with the film critic who would uh, is obviously me <laughs> talking about horror movies instead of Groucho. <laughs> I love that guy, but why the fuck do we even bother with this Groucho Marx nonsense in this movie? <laughs> well, because they're looking through the um scrapbooks and they keep seeing all these like alias names, and they come to find out that they're all the alias names are Groucho Marx characters. Yeah, couldn't they have just said that though? <laughs> do they really need? Oh no, I love the over like over like he's like way too passionate about the subject and like his mustache is so amazing. His and, mustache is incredible. And I love how he keeps throwing out like different things and like pausing for dramatic effect like huh? Huh? Uh-huh. He's great. Where he's like uh-huh. and that's when uh, Groucho Mark played the role of God. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And it is true. Elvis really stole his thunder dying. Yeah, well, yeah, I love that scene, too, where he's like, that fucking pelvis-shaking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's another scene later, but um, then, yeah, because Otis left with the guys, he's taking them to dig up guns, like, well, I guess I can tell you now, uh, you're going to dig up these guns I buried. And here's the crazy part. They could have beat him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if Roy would have got off his fucking ass when the other one like actually made a really good move, end of and, movie right there. And even when like uh, Otis kind of starts getting the upper hand again, and he like throws the knife into a uh, Adam's leg, Adam still pulls the knife out of the leg and is still trying to come after him. Yeah, like, when he hits him in the back of the head and the gun rolls away, Roy just kind of freezes up. That's that's their death blow. If he would have like been on it, they would have fucking won right there. One hundred percent. Because I, I, Roy's an older guy, but he looks like he has that like old man strength. <laughs> yeah, that, that I can grip something and turn it like no tomorrow. It's that uh, Cotton Hill from Hank Hill's. I kill fifty men. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that's what I see. <laughs> and then, like, once Otis gets the upper hand again, he has that line of "I am the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work." Which is fucking cool and 100% a trailer line. If it, I don't oh, know yeah. if it was, but it should have been if it wasn't. Or like a tagline on the poster or something like that. Like, that's yeah. such a cool line. Yeah, and like it pauses and has the dramatic music in the back and everything when he does it. I also love when he's like, um, I want you to pray to your God right now. Pray for him to strike me down. And he's Roy's like, bless the bunnies. Bless the pretty little birds. Uh, bless the springtime morning. <laughs> but and then Otis starts fucking with him. Like, like, I've oh, been redeemed. He's in my soul. Oh my god. Oh, I repent. I repent. <laughs> so after that, he clubs Roy to death and he stabs the other one. He gets the whole saying, fuck you, don't make you a hero. Yeah, I love that. Where like they're saying, fuck you. That's what they all say. Um, back at the hotel room, the younger girl says she has to pee. And look, this isn't their first rodeo, the Devil's Rejects. Oh, no. Does, 
is she buy? How does she buy the I have to pee line? Or and then I okay I get the I have to pee line and if I'm sh- uh, if I'm baby I'm going to be like okay like okay you know do the thing where they go through of like do something for me and they had the slap fight which is kind of funny yeah she makes her hit the older one but like that I'm like they've kidnapped how many people you're not letting her go alone into the bathroom to take a piss and especially not close the door you're going to be like okay yeah go in the bathroom and pee leave the fucking door open yeah like that's that's amateur hour here for both Otis and Baby. And but I love too, like as soon as she gets into the bathroom, she starts making as much noise as possible. Basically, like she knocks over like her like hair curlers, like she's like breaking out the window and like screaming, like no, just crawl through the window. Yeah, exactly. Because honestly, you have help show up, you're still dead because you're oh, in the yeah. locked room. Well, and then even where it's um. Uh, fucking uh, Gloria is like, it's okay, come out here. And then Baby throws the knife into her chest. Where Wendy's sitting there with like the back, that big back of the toilet in her hand. I would have kept that. Yeah, don't leave anything. Yeah. Oh, stupid people doing stupid shit in horror movies. What's the name? Of which, if you want to see a great kill with the back of the toilet, watch Zombieland. Because was it Jesse Eisenberg kills Amber Heard? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the first kill. We have, that is on the schedule, isn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's, it's like coming up sometime winter. this year. But yeah, we, we have it. Which um, I, I do, real quick to go to that movie, I just love the one scene where Amber Heard goes into his like apartment and sits down, and he hands her like the cup of what would, looks like coffee, and she takes a drink, and she's like, Mountain Dew? He's like, yeah, Code Red. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, because oh, also another, go ahead, shoot me right in the ass. Cherry Moon Zombie has to show her ass as much as possible in this movie. Yeah, which it's there was interviews that she says it. she swears that's not her actual ass, that she had a stunt person play her ass, which I don't Maybe totally... this. I could see it, but look, I know in House of a Thousand Corpses where she goes up to the liquor store and, you know, goober and all that. Yeah. I know well, that was red her. Pussy liquors. <laughs> yeah, I know that was her because Rob Zombie's like, anytime we're on set and it's only like a one or two person scene, set's empty as hell. He goes like, everyone's gone doing their own thing. No one's around to help out. All of a sudden, this this scene, everyone was on set for some reason. Yeah. Or even um, Cherry Moon Zombie's naked in House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, and I think Three from Hell. Three from Hell, I don't remember Three from Hell, but I remember, yeah, there's the one scene where she has, like, a skeleton playing with her, like, boob. Yeah. I, yeah. I, just purely observational, that's all. No, 100%. <laughs> that's just for the film, I didn't. <laughs> exactly. Just for the uh, podcast. <laughs> so, the the old lady, Gloria, not old, but older, is dead, because she got stat, the knife thrown into her, and the other one runs out the door, and almost again gets away but runs right into captain spaulding and another headbutt yeah and he and your baby's like grab that bitch <laughs> yeah uh we won't do it again because we already did but that's where we get our movie critic thing yeah and then we cut back to the hotel room and otis comes back in wearing what was his name adam yeah adam's face <laughs> yeah and they're all deciding what to do well we got to get out of here uh, what do we leave her for the maid to clean up? Is it Spalding who had the better idea, or Otis? With no, uh, Otis says uh, leave him for leave her for the maid to clean up, and that's when Otis is like, "I have a better idea." 
Oh, okay. I and... love when Otis runs into the room. He's literally going, Booga, Booga, Booga. <laughs> I know. Oh, look, this next scene I know is supposed to be terrible, and it is fucked up and evil, but it's also fucking hilarious. The maid scene? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the maid comes in the next day, housekeeping, and the lights don't work. She opens the windows, and she's rightfully so terrified because she sees all these bodies in the tub and on the wall written in blood was it like the devil's rejects and their regards or something yeah the, the, it was like the devil's rejects and then there was something else written on the wall but i forget Maybe exactly like we're what here it was. or something something like yeah. that but anyway it's like hey this was us and she goes to leave and the last surviving girl is hanging on the back of the door not like noose hanging or anything like her shirt's like hanging on the back of the door and she's kind of tied up with the face on and her husband's gets, face on her face yes she gets loose and falls onto the maid like you know rightfully like help me like she's hysterical the maid rightfully fucking so takes off in terror yeah and the other girl's chasing after her, like help me help me but all this maid knows is there's a girl wearing a face i just saw a bunch of bodies chasing me through a parking lot like for all she knows she's like she did it <laughs> I know, it's, it's in slow motion, and it's fucking hilarious, I know it's a disturbing part, <laughs> but that slow-mo chase scene makes me laugh every fucking time. Yeah, yeah, then she uh, she runs out, Wendy goes running out, with the face still on, running, like, through the parking lot, onto the highway, and gets creamed by an 18-wheeler. I think on purpose, right? Well, no, I think it was completely, like, I think at that point she's just so, um like out of it and just has no idea and she's like oh my god i'm free and she's just running that she has no idea because she doesn't even have the wherewithal to take the face off her face <laughs> i i don't know because you're probably right but if it's me i'm going right into traffic too yeah i'm gonna be like how am i gonna like live the rest yeah, of my you, life like you, this? you there's no life left for you i'd walk right into fucking traffic as well yeah if if my spouse's face ends up on my face Game over, man. Game over. Yeah, you're not gonna... Hey, in 30 days of some therapy, you might be fine. No. No. <laughs> no, this isn't, like, Falcon Winter Soldier type shit. <laughs> no. Um. Oh, that, that episode is so fun. The cup yeah. of therapy. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Spoilers for that, but... Um, the sheriff is there the next day looking at the crime scene. Um. He talks to two bikers who are two amazing people... <laughs> It's uh, Danny Trejo and yeah. Diamond Dallas Page. Okay, is he, um, he's a wrestler, right? Yeah. Okay, he looks like a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, that's DDP. He was in WCW and later WWE and did some stuff with AEW. But, like, he got really hurt. Like, his back was, like, nearly fused together in real life and everything. Yeah. Like, from doing it. And he made this, like, insane yoga workout program, like, where it was, like, regular like muscle building working outs combined with yoga and he's like in ring shape again now and everything oh nice. that shit i did it it's fucking intense as hell holy crap really yeah it's, it's wild now but, um is his face actually scarred like that or is that makeup he does have scars on his head because that's back in the day when guys would blade and that blood where everyone you say oh they're using blood packets no it was bleeding they take razors and cut their foreheads which isn't uh, which is intense yeah, it's fucking wild when you think about it. Like, wrestling fans are used to it, but when you tell it to people who aren't wrestling fans, and they're like, what? Like, oh yeah, they bladed. 
Oh yeah, no, what? yeah, they cut themselves and bleed on each other. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking metal as hell when I think about it. Like explaining it out of context to other wrestling fans, but yeah. Um, so the forehead ones are real. The rest of them are pretty made up. I think. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he talks to them and gives them the list of Mark's names and like find these. Yeah, and Trejo is so funny in this movie. Oh yeah, and I love that they got Trejo's the great character. in everything. Oh yeah. Well, like we, I think we said before on a previous pod, a previous episode, we were like, Hugh says like yes to everything. Trejo is in every movie. Oh yeah, he's an amazing, like incredibly well done, like Academy Award winning level movies and shows. And then he's in like Machete. Like he'll do or, anything. Or like Harold and Kumar Three, the Christmas special one. Yeah, he's basically Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Then we get them in the van. And it's great because Spalding and Otis are like two parents and baby is the kid. Like it's it's great. Where it's a, I love the and this is right back to like they set up the entire hotel room scene is to show us how terrible these people are. And then we yeah, get this. You fun... should not like them. There's nothing good about them. There's no redeeming factors. They're not human, pretty much. Until they want ice cream, then they're kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, hey, just so you know, ice cream ten miles ahead. They start mocking each other. Spoiler's like, stop and get the kids some ice cream. <laughs> like, yeah. They're fighting like two parents. It's amazing. <laughs> I see no fucking ice cream in your future. Smash cut. <laughs> so I'm all having ice cream. The tootie fucking fruity yeah. ice cream. I love, too, that, like, Otis is still, like, bowled up because he didn't get any baby and Captain Spaulding got ice cream. Otis is still bowled up and refused to get ice cream is how I like to look at it. Oh, that's yeah. how I took it, too. He's so pissed. I don't want any of the fucking ice cream. Yeah, like, you I'll know, show like you. <laughs> As if Spalding or Baby puts it on his nose. Yeah, it's a, a Baby does. Where then it's like, it's very like a womp womp kind of scene of like, they're not supposed to be having cute little banter going on. Like, Yeah, Rob Zombie just spent all this time making you hate them, and now he's humanizing them. Which, and this is the very famous tootie fucking fruity scene. Yep. Um, the sheriff returns to the house, which, behind the scenes, do you know this house is gone now? No. They, they use it for a lot of movies. It's in California. Um, but the wildfires took it out a few oh, years ago, back in that, 2017. That shit sucks. That's like the, um, a couple of the cabins from, like, Friday the 13th Part 3, like, burnt down just, like, a couple years ago. Like, I hate hearing that shit. Yeah, because you always, well, maybe I'll see it one day. Yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, he returns to the house, and he envisions his brother, and his brother can't rest until this is over, so he can't do it by the book. And, you know, it was all a dream. Which is a really creepy, like, scene where he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I live here now. Oh, yeah, it's kind of sad. Like, I was killed here, this is where my spirit lives now. And I love how he uh, he's like, the sheriff's like, I'm walking the line, man, I'm walking the line. He's like, oh, bless your heart. He's walking the line. I want these fuckers dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then he wakes up and he goes to see Mama Firefly again, and he fucking kills her. Yeah, where it's, um, yeah, he does like the, uh, uh hey, uh, officer, you, uh, take the night off. I'll watch the, uh, I'll watch the, fuck, what are they called? Jail person. <laughs> Prisoner? prisoner yes and uh she's like oh yeah you can't get enough of me can you and he's almost like playing along like yes i do really want to have sex with you filthy bloody woman 
I'm pretty sure she shit on the floor is what it looks like at some point. Oh yeah, there's just like a pile of like it's not there's like a thing of water running in the smear, and you have to be like that this movie, yeah, that shit. Yeah, everything like we said is disgusting. Um, yeah, he kills her and ends up stabbing her, and that's pretty much it. He's like, I'm going to kill all them. He's almost like, I'm fucking you with my knife, because he's, like, taking it in and out of her, and she's like, yeah. <gasps> Then we go back to the brothel, which is apparently a gated community, almost theme park brothel. Yeah, it's like an old western town. Yeah, called Frontier Fun Town. Yeah. And so, they're all partying at the new hideout. It's looking great and fun. That's oh, yeah, pretty much... They're all doing coke, like, Otis is on the couch, like, chugging a bottle of whiskey, like... It's so weird, because, like, I know this is, like, peacetime here for them, but, like, anytime I see Otis with, like, a younger woman, I'm like, oh, he's gonna kill her. Oh, yeah. 100%. Especially when it's, like, uh, fucking, uh, Charlie Ken he's like, she's my best girl. And then Otis goes off with her, I'm like, oh, no, don't let her go with Otis. Yeah, it's almost like he's like, well, this is, like a neutral zone, don't do it here type thing. Or, if I kill one of these people, Charlie's gonna be pissed at me and it's gonna not be good for us. Yeah, something like that. Um, but they're all partying there, and it shows the sheriff cuts back to him, and he's losing his fucking mind. Where this is, um, during a, I saw an interview with Rob Zombie where he, like, put the scene in here for, like, a very specific reason. He's like, look at the bad guys. They're partying. They're having the best time of their life. Look at the good guy. He's losing his mind. Now, who would you rather be? Yeah, that's interesting. Like, psychological study right there. I also love them partying. Is like, they still have their guns, and they're just, like, waving them around. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, like you do. Yeah, when you have your shotgun and you're drinking whiskey, you need to, like, flail it around so people know you're a big, strong man. And we already covered it, so we won't again. But I do, again, just want to reiterate how great this scene is. The next day, the the owner, I guess the pimp, and his assistant guy go to buy the chickens. And we talked about it earlier, but you guys, if you know this scene, you know how great it is. I hate a chicken fucker, boss! Yeah, Michael Berryman, who's from, uh, of course, uh, The Hills Have Eyes, and he's, like, an extremely recognizable face in, like, horror movies. Yeah. He's so great in this movie. He's so funny. He's great. I love him. But um, I, but... wanna, I don't think we went into, like, the whole thing about the chicken fucking, because, like, the, what, the guy selling the chickens is, like, because they're like, have you ever fucked a chicken? He's like, I've never fucked no chicken, but... You want you want something to feel good? Just you cut that chicken's head off, and you start fucking it, and it starts going raw. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It goes back to your it follows scenario to fuck a chicken. Yeah, see, it's all uh, it's all uh, <laughs> it's a continuous uh, circle or whatever it is. <laughs> it all comes back around. Yeah, um, the chicken fuck. Chicken things just to set up the sheriff finds them and gets them to set the other three up. Yeah, I love it. The sheriff's like, get your pimp ass over here. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is the Empire to Lando Calrissian type deal right here. Oh, 100%. Like, Which he doesn't want to. Because they were but... talking about Star Wars a bunch earlier, so. Oh! I doubt it's on purpose, but it works. Yeah, it works. The, yeah, so they're they're all back partying again. Sherry is taking a bubble bath and 
making friends. Otis is fucking another girl, and Spalding and what's his name? Char- uh, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie are doing coke and drinking and having a good time. Yeah, where um, I love them. Yeah, Charlie's like, I got to go take a piss, and Captain Spalding's like, take one for me too. And they kind of laugh, yeah. and then uh, he's like. Now, I know you got a nose like a vacuum. Don't be doing up all my cocaine. And he's like, do you think I would actually do that? He's like, haha, no. He's like, I love you, but I love my cocaine more. And he takes it away from him. <laughs> he's like, oh, man, that's fucking cruel. He just pulls out a joint, so it's all good. Wait, what's he say? Uh, same, uh, any port in a storm. Any port in a storm, yep. Yeah. Um, so the bikers who are called the Unholy Two uh, show up, and they kill... They kill the girl that Sherry was hanging out with and the girl that Otis was getting it on with. And they get Otis and Baby. They take both of them. Yes. And Which, then the sheriff they, shows... Oh, good. Uh, the, They take Baby. They kick the fuck out of Otis. Oh, yeah. Which I also... Like, this brutally. is another, um Oh, fucking whore. Like, where... Is he already dead? Like... Yeah. Stop it! Stop it! He's already dead! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is another great scene where like Rob Zombie uses like such great music and like I love the slow motion parts, especially the part where when Otis Bill Mosley gets tossed through the window. Oh yeah, that was such a like every time I see that scene, I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> um, they, he gets Spalding too, and he shows up behind him. He thinks it's Charlie coming back, but it's the sheriff takes a shot and takes Spalding. He was Spalding is like ready to sacrifice himself. He's like, if you're going to start killing, start with me. And they just like, it looks like he shoots him like in the gut. Yeah, he does. That's why it shoots him in the gut. Yeah. Uh, he takes them all back to the farm. And this is brutal because like he starts pulling out pictures. They're all tied up in the basement. And he starts pulling out pictures of the victims and stapling the pictures to them. Yeah, where I love he's like, the first one he pulls out is, of course, a picture of one of the cheerleaders. And he's like, look at her, you know, look how pretty she is and how nice. It's like, And this is what she looked like uh, when we pulled her out of your torture chamber. Not so pretty now, is she? And I love Otis. It's like, no, she's still pretty. Yeah, because he sleeps with dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's like stapling pictures of them, like torturing them. He zaps Spalding and then beats him with a cattle prod. And yeah. he goes... I hate fucking clowns. <laughs> and this entire time, the sheriff is like not just drinking, chugging full bottles of whiskey and like finishing them off. Their best bet is to get him just to pass out with how much he's drinking. Yeah, really, because I'm sitting there being because there towards the end, he's definitely like very slurry and like stumbling around and whatnot. Like, yeah, like I almost thought they were going to go with that. Where it's like, okay, yeah, just keep him going, keep him drinking. He's gonna black out, you know. Yeah. Then he like crucifies Otis to the chair. He nails his hands into the armrest. Which, um, I was watching this movie this morning, and Liz had just come back from the grocery store when that scene was going on. Like she walks in the door and sees Otis being crucified to the chair, and she's just like, oh. And I just reached out and touched like the top of her hand. And I was just kind of went doink, and she went, oh, no, ew, and like got up and walked away. <laughs> so, yeah, they're all fucking just destroyed. He sets baby free as he's setting the house on fire and tells her to run, which isn't, uh, hey, I'll let you go. If anyone's seen House of a Thousand Corpses, this is literally what they do at the end of that. I was going to say this, I was going to mention it if you didn't pick up on it, but I'm glad you did of the run, rabbit, run scene. Yep. 
Yeah, it's literally the end of House of a Thousand Corpses, except now flipped. Yeah, which is extremely interesting to see that, like, complete, like, shift of... She's not in charge anymore. Now she's the victim. You know, it's now, like, it's really well done. The only thing I'm wondering is how does he know about that? Oh, I don't think he does. There's no way he could. So they just make it coincidental. Right. Because it's not like it was documented they did that unless they got Mama Firefly to talk about it. Which, you know, she's not gonna. Oh, well, I don't know. She could almost brag about that. Well, she could. Yeah, maybe. And I, I think at this point, too, even Mama Firefly knows it's like it's only a matter of time. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, he starts hunting her, pretty much. But Charlie comes back, again, just like Lando, <laughs> finds her in the finds her hiding in the shed. He hides her in a car, turns around, though, and gets just fucking axed by the sheriff. 100% Shining style. Yeah. Baby gets shot in the leg, and he starts whipping her and strangling her. But... Tiny to the fucking rescue. Which is exactly, like you mentioned earlier, like the fact of you, at this point, you've completely forgotten he was even a character. Yeah, because you saw the very opening scene for 20 seconds and that was it. Right. So Tiny saves her and snaps the sheriff's neck. Yeah, and then he goes into, baby's like, you gotta save Otis and Daddy, where Otis and Captain Spaulding. And the scene, he goes in and he like rips the nails out of Otis's hands and it's like in slow motion and like blood spurting everywhere and he's like screaming like as loud as he can this is another one of those like oh this is disgusting now I gotta say I love Rob Zombie's practical effects like they're always brutal and over the top and great his CGI fire though yeah looks fucking terrible yeah and where there's no smoke like it's completely clear me and you could have made better CGI fire. Oh yeah, it, well, it's like um birdemic like level of like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Um, but he frees them, and they're all in a car, and they're like, "Are you sure about this, Tiny?" And he shakes his head, "Yeah." Like, okay, we'll come back for you. Yeah. But he just walks into the burning house like to die. I and think. the house explodes. Like, I never got that line of "We'll come back for you." Like, at first, I thought like, okay, they're gonna like run away like tiny knows how he looks and that they're just gonna he's gonna make them look way more suspicious than they already look yeah but yeah then he goes and just kind of kills himself yeah i think he's like it's done like there's no coming back from here yeah he's like i I don't want to live without like the rest of you guys so i might as well die too kind of thing yeah that's why i'm taking it too yeah so tiny dies there and they're all driving away, and you think it's the end of the movie, because Freebird starts playing. Yes. And then they hit a roadblock with, like, 15 fucking cops. And this is so well done. Yeah, the, um, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I'm excited, too, but yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Otis is driving, and he starts waking the other two up, and it's right when the song starts picking up, and it's like, oh, won't you fly? Like, as it's building, you see them start arming themselves, and they look like they're fucking dead already. Yeah. Because of all the shit they just went through. And he guns it. They start driving towards the roadblock as the song's now in full fucking force, firing at the cops, and they're just getting riddled with bullets. I was going to say, as soon as like, the guitar solo kicks in, and they, like, take off, just, like, pumping every bullet they have in these guns at the cops. And the cops are doing the exact same back. And they, yeah, they get riddled with, I, I do love though, in like Three from Hell, they kind of explain of like, oh yeah, they got riddled with bullets, but like, 
miraculously they're alive, you know. Yeah, and then they kind of switch it in that one kind of barely back into the supernatural. Yeah. I think it's Spalding or Otis is like the power of Satan is what kept us alive. Yeah. Well, yeah, when they're doing like the prison interviews and whatnot, yeah. Yeah, but they get shot like at least ten times each and then credits. Which, um... And so, until Three from Hell came out, to me, I thought they died. Oh, 100%. Me too. Like, I was like, yeah, they're dead, that's the end of their... And I, w- and I went, bravo, what a fucking ending for these characters. Oh, this movie's ending is, is amazing. That whole, like, everything from the music to, like, the scene around them, like, where it's taking place, to the makeup, like, just everything about this end scene is, ma, chef's kiss. Like, it's oh, great. Yeah. And a completely different, I would say, from the three from Hell ending, where they just kind of, they're still just out there. Yeah. Which I was, it's very like, okay, there's still no ending, I guess. Are you going to make another one, or is this the end of the characters? Because it should have been the Devil's Rejects ending. You'd think once three from Hell came out, because that's the last one you can have Spalding in, I think that has to be the end. Yeah, I don't know. That's where it's like, I could see in like, another 10 years rob zombie being like three from hell two or what you know <laughs> yes three from hell and back yeah well that would and... be cool to actually go like extremely supernatural with it and have them go to hell but then have the but devil be I... like now you're my assassins and he sends the devil sends them back to earth yeah, but then how do you get rid of having spalding just died because if you're in hell you can have him again uh, uh, Satan likes him down there. He's his buddy, so he's going to stay. Oh, okay. It's one of those things of, you go on, gang. I'm going to stick back at the headquarters. Like, you just hear his voice. Oh, okay. He's like, was um, it Bosley from Charlie's Angels or whatever? He's just a voice on a box. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, bravo. I mean, what a fucking movie. Yeah, I love this movie. Like, legit. It's amazing. It's been a little while since I've seen it again, too, so... Yeah, it's one of those movies I've seen a shit fucking ton of times, but not in a while. Yeah, like, this was definitely, like, middle school, high school, I watched this movie constantly, you know? Yeah, I, it's, what do you describe the genre as? Obviously, uh, uh, yeah, we know that. But, like, you know, there's there's slashers, there's crime, there's uh, supernatural, you know, like, yeah. what would you even count this as? Almost, like, just criminal horror? It's almost like criminal horror, like a horror drama. Yeah, and that, like, hillbilly horror, which is an oddly yeah. real thing. Which is a sub-genre all to itself with, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and Texas Chainsaw and whatnot. Yeah, so... Wrong term. Almost just like that criminal, like, similar to Maniac, where there's not really anything supernatural to it, but... Right. Or, and then you mix a little of that in with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a suspense drama horror kind of thing. Horror is almost like metal. Like, yeah. you can't just call something metal, because then you can have everything from Motley Crue to Meshuggah mixed into it. You're like Mayhem or whatever. Like, yeah, like, there are way too many subgenres of it. Yeah. Um. Well, this is a big one. You want to get to the kill oh. count? Oh, yeah. Where, were, yeah. where were we at with this one? <laughs> well, last week we did Puppet Master, which we thought had a surprisingly big kill count, and that was Child's Play compared to this. Which I think what was uh, Puppet Master? Was it like six? I think. Um. Yes, it was six. We're like, okay. oh, that was a good big one. So we ended at two seventy six last week. Okay. Where do you think? Oh, if you don't know the Throbbing Horror Kill Count, we total up all the deaths in all the movies you've seen. 
that's pretty much what we're doing here. Yes. So where do you think we are now on episode 27 with the Devil's Rejects? You said we're at 276? Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two, 287. Nope. 290. Oh, I was about to say 290, but I was like, I think that's too much. No, that's fucking Rob Zombie movie, 290. Oh, what, there was, what, 14? Yep, 14. Wow, that's a fuck, that's a lot of deaths. With and that's movie. me trusting myself, I didn't miss any, like, with the shootouts and shit. Let's see, it's 107 minutes long, divided by 14. So every seven minutes, there's a kill. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. If you average it out, that's where we're at. Well, I forget what, there's a horror director that had that philosophy of, about every five to ten minutes, there should be a kill in a horror movie. Yeah, at least in like the that type. Yeah, right. All yeah, right. That's so, funny. Is that? I wonder if that's the most yet out of any of them. I think it is. It's between that and Jason X. I think this one won. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jason X has a fuck ton too. Yeah, but I think this had more. Honestly, we don't count Solaris no. and Jason X. But um, okay, what about you? What do you we got? Okay, well, um, every week I like to rate the movie, but I like to rate it 1 through 10 of something from the movie and not just stars, because I find that boring. Like, fucking Leonard Malton does that shit, and fuck him, because he doesn't like Fire the 13th series. Yes. Um, But this movie, I'm trying to think of what would be good to pick for this one. I mean, did, I, honestly, because of this movie, it like, kind of smells like it. I would just say, like, cigarette butts, or like... <laughs> We can do cigarette butts. Piles of blood. Um, faces. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot to pick from. I actually, I like faces. Faces? Cause, okay. Because yeah, that skin face part, oh, I always enjoyed. Okay. Um, so, so one skin, skin face, faces. One skin face is, don't even, like, this is a practice skin face. Like, you're not really good at it yet. Throw it away. Ten skin faces is this is like your mantelpiece, like you're putting this up on the wall, like Ed Gein, like level proud of it. Okay. Um, I would say it's probably seven. You want seven? Yeah, I'm gonna say seven skin faces for this movie, where I really like it a lot. I used to like it more when I was younger, but I still love it. I this is a rare occasion where I rate higher than you. I I love this movie. This is nine skinned faces from Oh, me. wow. Nice. Yeah, I think this movie's fucking fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, I, I can't say enough good things. There, the only reason it doesn't get ten is there's parts that drag that probably should have been cut, things like that. Yeah, some parts that drag and other parts that are just so disturbing that it's like, I, yeah, there's that can't get a f perfect. <laughs> oh, that doesn't mean... When I say nine stars, that doesn't mean I'm on board with the decisions these right. characters make. Oh, no, I yeah. I like they're fucked up and disturbing. But that's what they were going for. Yeah. Um, you want to drop the big news for next week? What we got? Yeah. Um, next week we uh, switched it up a little bit. Um, we were going to do Chud Two, which I still want to do one day because it has that great um line of it that like you see all the time in like horror compilations where it's like eat them up, eat them up, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Chud Two is also just like a lot of fun and really funny, but. There's a bigger movie coming out next week. Well, this week. So for next week, we will be able to talk about it. Yeah, it comes that, out tomorrow for us, right? Uh, I like, think it's the 31st. Real time us. Uh, it comes out for us, uh, real time us, on Wednesday. Oh, uh, okay. 
but we're going to be doing King Kong versus Godzilla, the new one. Oh fuck yeah! Which I cannot wait for. Me neither. That's exciting. That's will be our most new release we've ever done. Yeah, it's only going to be a week old by the time we, you know, are able to review it, which is great. Like, and that's why I wanted to do that. Yeah, it'll be fun, topical, and it gives me excuses to watch it more than once. Exactly. Like, I've been, um, I've been really excited about this movie since I first heard about it. And then, like, when the, all the pandemic stuff started, it there for a little bit, it seemed like this movie might not come out. And we were supposed to see it last year. Yeah, which now, um is great with what hbo max is doing which that's what this is going to be on yeah uh, for the if you want to watch it it's in theaters or hbo max same day for both which is really great because i don't really love going to the theater so now that hbo max is doing this i'm watching like so many more new movies i wouldn't have bothered with you know See, I love going to the theater, especially, honestly, this is one of those movies I would love to see in the theater, like those big spectacle movies I really like in the theater. Yeah. But other things, I'm fine watching at home. And especially coming off of, like, the first um, Godzilla, like, of the new ones, I was like, okay, it's pretty good, there's not much monster stuff. King Kong, I liked more, I would say, than Godzilla. But then Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is so great. King of the Monsters was fantastic. Because it had Ghidorah in it, the three-headed dragon, and I'm like, he's my favorite of the kaijus, and I'm like, I love him. Um, Did you see the latest trailer? Don't say if, what I'm talking about if you did. No, I've been trying to actually do more of the thing of, I don't want to watch trailers anymore. Oh, fuck, I won't say it then, because it would spoil something for you. We'll just talk about it next week. Okay, that's even Wait. like, um, I know the like new Suicide Squad trailer came out. And I've seen pictures from it, but I still haven't watched it because you I honestly that trailer because that trailer is like watching a movie itself. That trailer was so fun. Yeah, yeah, but I'm um, trying to stay away from trailers. Oh, uh, I love trailers. That gets me excited, especially now they kind of wise up to hey, let's not give away the whole movie. Well, that's what got me off of them because there's so many of them where it's like I know exactly what happens now, so Fair why enough. bother? You know. <laughs> Yeah, but so next week, if you guys want to watch along with us, either HBO Max or Movie Theater, sorry, not too many options, but we are fucking stoked for this one. I can't oh, yeah. wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's our first big monster movie, too, isn't it? Like kaiju uh, level stuff. Yeah, yeah, we have it. We've mostly stuck with like 100% horror things. This is like, I would say, the most like horror adjacent thing that we've done that's kind of outside the bubble a little bit. But it counts. You know what? Like, like, I think I've said this off mic to you. Pretty much the way I I determine, I think you kind of do the same thing. Would Fangoria cover it? Exactly, yes. And this is on the cover of the newest issue, so yes. And Godzilla was on the cover of the very first Fangoria. So, yeah. it's so, horror, it counts, he's a giant monster. Yeah, you would be very scared if you saw Godzilla outside of your window. So it's horror. It would be terrifying, so. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's all I got. Um, make sure you check out the other shows on the network. Uh, you know them, so yeah, keep up with them. That's pretty much what I have. Yeah, um, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Throbbing Horror. Uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Throbbing with Horror. And um, yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, I do, I do want to drop one thing. I try not to harp on this too much, guys, but if you do want to do us the biggest favor, we're not asking for Patreon money or anything like that. We we can make the time to record a podcast without your funds. But what really helps us out 
if you just want to leave a review for the show on whatever you listen to us on. So if you're on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, anything like that, leave us a five-star review. Really helps us get seen by more people. And like I said, we're not like one of those shows that's like, well, pay us $10 a month. No, we're much easier than that. Just leave us a review and we'll be happy. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because I, I know we've gotten a couple reviews on there, and it made me so happy to see, like, oh, my God, people, like, cared enough to review it, you know? Yeah, that that's the best thing in the world for us, if you guys want to do that. Yeah, if you guys could do that, that would be great. Thank you. I'll see you next week, man. We'll be talking Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm I'm already going to say I'm rooting for Godzilla. So. Oh, hell yeah. Anyone who's Team Kong is a cop. Call yeah. me right now. <laughs> But um, you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week, and we hope we've left your brain throbbing with horror.